so we're not going to have a cool intro for this one like the other ones i've been leaving the first couple of seconds before the actual intro oh wait but maybe this is the cool intro where we're talking about not having a cool intro. yeah yeah it's too meta to work yeah uh you better be careful because that's now trademarked oh <laughs> hey maybe that maybe that needs to be the episode title so we get some of those bonus meta clicks yeah. uh all right, so welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where overkill is underrated is the group philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is no such thing as overkill. There is enough kill, and there is not enough kill. Agreed. Or there's just kill. Everything. Okay, Suna. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody in the party who just wants to kill everything. <laughs> Suna's murder boner cannot be tamed. No, it can't. <laughs> Especially because she doesn't want it to be tamed. Don't you speak speak that way about her murder phallus. (laughs) So on that note of murder phalluses, roll for initiative. No. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. Now roll for it. Ah, ahead. I see what you did. Let's see. Minus 50 DKP. (laughs) I kiss him dead. Take 12 structural damage. Yes. So let's see. What happened last time? (laughs) Oh man, last time, last time. So I'll uh, I'll I'll help you guys out since I I listen to the episodes while editing. And you have notes. And I have the notes of what actually happened last oh, time. Random as, things happened. Yeah, know? as as the GM, I know this is crazy, but I do actually have a notebook full of notes. <laughs> We're supposed to pay attention to the story and not just stick around. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I mean, <laughs> as far as paying attention to things goes, um, I don't even remember you guys' names. Yeah, that's fair. Let's see. I don't so, remember my name. You guys found yourselves in a uh, in a hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that sounds that, that led to the the city of Lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You restored the traveler to his throne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Met some big huge guy. You did, in fact, meet World Speaker Sinanect, mm-hmm. who uh, got cryptid. Got. Created a dog people race. That should already exist. Yeah. Time, is, time is funny. Yeah, time is funny. Uh, uh, you met... So the Traveler uh, let you meet some of his people. You got to see Random again, not that you remember her. Galdrian, Everybody got to yeah. meet her. Galdrian and Ardith and Suna met her for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not, not that we remember. Yeah, not that you remember. But Galdrian's totally always had that knife. Yeah, and he's really good at flipping it, but it's also the only knife he's good at flipping. Like, you give him any other knife, it's just gonna fly right out of his hands. Uh, Has the mask always been able to turn to a knife? Whenever you guys found it, it was a knife. Uh, yeah, Galdrian was totally last, cursed. But last time it was a mask. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just don't put be... the knife on your face. Don't, don't stab yourself with it. Yeah, don't stab yourself with it. Or do. No. Give, give yourself a piercing, it's fine. No. He's going to play five-finger fillet with it. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, you, you met Random. You met Cinenect. He told you about how he tricked the Traveler into not being the Traveler and into being a dog. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. The, the Traveler showed you a few places around... The caldera, like where Wolf Swift was, and where Martiano was. He he looked a little bit into Galdrian's sordid past. I told him to skip the good bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some really good bits. Yeah, there's some there's some juicy bits in there. 
and then he sent you back to reality. Whoops, there was gravity. <laughs> when you open your eyes, if you recall, he'd had you kind of stand in a circle, yeah. tricked you into holding hands, and then told you to close your eyes. Lost is, you know, it's kind of got like this, this music, very tribal-ish music going in the background, lots of heavy bass drums, some stringed instruments, but it's otherwise pretty quiet. And when you close your eyes, you that slowly fades out and is replaced by the sound of water breaking on onto ground. And when you open them, you are standing in the ruins of the city of Gamas. It is early morning. And what's her face showed up? Yes. You, the lizard people. She was yeah. already there. You look over, and coming out of the waves is a blonde woman. She's very strongly built. She has uh, sharp features, very aquiline nose, and her hair is braided, like super severely and tight to her head. She's stepping out of the water. When she does so, she sees you almost as if you appeared directly in front of her. She lets out a gasp as you startle her, and then she starts glowing sort of yellowish. Um, Ardith, you feel your backpack heat up. And she, uncomfortably? Uncomfortably so. Okay. And this sort of pale yellow tether tethers you to her. She cries out in pain and immediately turns into a bird and just starts flying away. And when she gets maybe 30 or 40 yards out, that tether snaps, and you just see that bird, uh, almost like it was hit by something, just get punted, you know, half a mile where you see it splash down into the water. Right. Uh, ooh, that is not what we wanted to happen. The backpack remains warm to the touch. Um, as long as it doesn't torch my shit, I don't, it's fine. The fact that you can feel it through all your shit mm-hmm. is probably indicative of the fact that it will at some point burn yeah. up. Right. Uh, we should leave that here with... Oh, uh, Shannara, can you hold this? And Galdrin will carefully reach into Ardith's backpack and carefully, like... I will totally dump this out on the, yeah. on the beach if you want me to. Carefully. I'm halfway just, through that. He'll, he'll kind of poke at the statue with a fingertip to see if it's hot to the touch. So the statue is. It has... So it is, you know, the Black Obsidian statue in Arathus's likeness. It's got this sort of coruscating blue, green, and a vaguely yellow energy around it. And that that yellow energy is just throwing off sparks. Um, Ardith probably has to put up some tiny little scorch marks on the inside of her backpack. When you turn around to <clears throat> hand it to Shannara, Shannara is not there. And for that matter, neither is Kiyoshi. Good. Maybe they died. Fucking hell. Ardith looks... Looks one way, looks the other way, does a circle. All the way over to the northeast, you see a golden pillar of light way, way out there. Is that the direction that Wolf Swift flew off in? No, she flew directly to the east. Because of course it's not. This is the golden pillar of light because the captive that I placed under my ability is now separated from me. If you had to guess, that is probably near Overlook. What uh, the fuck? 
Wow. Should I turn I, into a bird and fly over and see if she's okay? I see the golden pillar, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, Ardith, Ardith uh, Galdrina, and you see it. You should stay here. I'll go check on Wolf Swift. Okay. About the you're, time... You're telling me to stay here when my sister's over there. Well, unless you think you can make it all the way to Overlook before it gets dark. <laughs> uh, Overlook is probably about 60 miles from yeah. here. Yeah. And as you're having this conversation, like, the water further breaks, and maybe 30 lizard folks of various colors come out of the water. Red, green, and reds, greens, and blues primarily. Some of them are very triceratopish, uh, in that not necessarily that they have triceratop horns, but that they have that kind of, like, frill behind their head. Uh, some of them are more pteranodon and that they have larger heads and they're shorter and stockier and some of them are uh, they have long necks and what do you call them uh thagomizers the, the little spiky bits on the back of a stegosaurus thanks gary lawson yeah larson um so you know they have various builds that way a couple of them are carrying water genasi like these guys clearly came from the cities uh, in the lake who are grievously wounded. Uh, at least one of them has just a cobalt head on his belt. They step up and start spreading out, where three of them step up to you, the, the one who is, uh, we'll say, red at this point. He comes up, sees you, gives you each a nod, and says, good. We were told to look for survivors. And he, very awkwardly, because his hand is probably the size of Galdrian's head, just like pats Galdrian on the shoulder, says, we are here to render aid. Right. Are there more of you? Uh, Galdrian will kind of open his mouth as if to say something and then look at Ardith, uh, and then Suna and Iacus and the no. <laughs> um, we don't think so. We have not found others. Uh, when you say that, there's a uh, a green scaled one who lets out this uh, this kind of roar, and all the rest look up, and then just start spreading out and overturning debris. You guys were here. At some point, previously, <laughs> you're not exactly sure when, but the town has been completely and utterly destroyed. Excuse me. Has been completely and utterly destroyed. There are these gigantic furrows on the beach and in the town proper where the tornadoes had hit. There are scorch marks everywhere. We'll say probably Suna, you recognize on the beach... If you've ever seen where lightning strikes dirt, it creates what's called a fulgurite, which is like this gigantic <clears throat> glass, like artificially created glass. Um, like there are some of those that have been created where lightning struck the ground and then partially dug up where, you know, the wind just threw the sand everywhere. Uh, there are cobalts everywhere. And what state of decay are they? Are they like giant bloating? Are they still pretty freshly dead? They they look completely fresh okay uh, and in fact at one point you hear some yelling 
and just this massive like sound of something hard hitting something very very soft and you look up and one of these these big guys has a cobalt in his hands just like grabbed it by the the shoulders and has clearly head butted it uh, it is still alive and he just grabs it by the throat and carries it over at which point one of the the blue lizard folk you know has a has a walking staff and starts holding it over it and kind of making these these motions and it begins to glow faintly and she says I have no idea what this is but there's a lot of ambient magic around here don't cast many spells and she looks up looks at you guys and says, that goes for you too right uh, do I still have the conch shell yes <laughs> okay uh, Galdrian while all this is going on that knife is when when they bring that cobalt over, it just starts vibrating in your sheath. And Galdrian will just kind of quietly pat the sheath that says, no, 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 that one's too small. <laughs> it becomes more insistent. Uh, no, I, I don't think that one will... No, you don't want to spoil your appetite, Eldamian. It uh, just basically starts getting to the point where if you don't have a hand on it, it will <laughs> hop out of the sheath. But you can hold on to it as long as you would like. Yeah, Yaldrin will put his hand on it. And says, what, what? You just want me to just kill it in cold blood? Yes. Galdrian will will look at the cobalt uh, and say, uh, "What are what are you going to be doing with him?" Or it. The uh, the blue one who's kind of waving, who had waved her her staff over it, says, "I imagine we'll just kill it, but it's good to." Study your enemy. And Galdrin will kind of look down at the knife as it's vibrating. He says, what, what, you, you really want to do it? The knife stops vibrating, then just starts hopping around like crazy. All right, all right, all right, right. Just don't, don't turn me into you this time, okay? Knife stops vibrating. Vibrate if you understand <laughs> and agree to my terms. If I had a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of you, Galdrian is clearly talking to. But he's always done that. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's not odd. Is that knife for your pocket? You have to see me. I had to get it in. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, Galdrian will, will walk over and say, uh, I, Do you mind if I do the honors? She says, as long as you don't destroy it, I suppose. Right, so don't destroy it completely. Just real quick. Correct. All right. Don't fuck me on this, Eldamian. <laughs> so you go to pull it out of the sheath, and when you do it, kind of like if you've seen someone like toss a knife and flip it and catch it, you go to pull it out, and it just <clears throat> slips out of your grasp, flips up in the air a couple of times, and then just lands and stabs into the kobold. It hits the kobold and then just like immediately goes inside of it. And its scales around that stab wound just start turning black. <laughs> and then they become finer scales. It starts taking on. So as I've described them, these kobolds have sort of a, an alligator-esque appearance or maybe like an a alligator gar appearance where they have a very long nose. 
that starts to shorten up. It starts growing these ram's horns that curl around its head. It previously did not have wings. It starts like growing these wing nubbins on its back. And when it opens its eyes, it has completely different eyes. Some of you have been real close to them here recently. The ones you've seen have had red eyes. This has very, like, it actually has, what would you call it, like the tripart eye. So it has a white, it has a color, and it has a pupil. And uh, I'm not bothered to remember the three parts to the eye at the moment. It looks over at Galdrian and in a kind of high-pitched voice, because it's still coming from a small mouth and, and throat, it goes, ha, 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 I live again, and then just goes, and explodes. <laughs> and laying in the sand is that knife, and there's just this ring of black gunk and scales. Did you uh, just see what I just saw, I guess? Mm-hmm. So, what did... I just learned not to ask questions anymore. It's... Okay. Yes, yeah. that is smart. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, will cautiously approach the knife and pick it up and say, "Did you have fun?" I tried to warn you. Not nothing happens. And slide it back into its sheath. It says, "Told you." I'd say you could at least clean it, but I don't care. The blue-skinned lizard person who is watching this just looks at you, gives a big sigh. There was one rule. There was only one rule. <laughs> That's the rule we usually break. <laughs> it, the one rule that we're not supposed actually, to. Actually, it, it self-destructed itself. They are very unstable creatures. Oh, I, I see. You've come across them before? Yes, we, we fought them. They are uh, notorious for exploding. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, we're probably still coward in some of them. But I suppose... It's still something to learn from the whole event. Two completely unrelated issues. He would have exploded anyway, uh, given just a few more moments. So, Within probably 20 minutes, they've turned over what's left of the village. And every now and then, like someone will turn over a piece of debris and then let out a, a cry and just stomp a kobold or spear them. Whenever I get close to one, does the knife start vibrating again? Yes. Okay, so it's like, no, you... And Galdrim would just, like, swat it and be like, no, you had your fill. Um, well, I know you have a knife. Why are you smacking your knife in public? <laughs> it wants me to stab kobolds with it. I mean, I'm all for stabbing kobolds, but uh, that's a little odd. Uh, wait, we need to check on Wolf Swift. And preferably without the statue, and then we need to figure out how to get back to Overlook. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. I'll I'll go look for Wolf Swift. The uh, rest of you stay here. Oh, uh, why don't we all go look for Wolf Swift? Because she has the statue. I'm gonna see if I can find another sack to put it in, because I am not letting it burn up my shit. Yeah, you can probably find, like, a waterlogged burlap sack. Cool, you live in here now. There's no response from the statue. You're painting my ass. The the lizard men start piling together bodies, and there's a fair few 
portal bodies and elves. You don't see Pacha or Silen amongst them. You do see probably that lady that served you guys seaweed cakes. Mm. She's she's probably in there. Oh. Mm. You should take Suna with you. She can at least fly over look and help with you. Alright, Suna, uh, can you can you fly overhead and see if you can find Wolf Swift? Sure. So I'm going to turn into the raven mm-hmm. and fly over towards the way she fell. Okay. You travel out probably a mile or so and do not see her, any sign of her. Like none? I'm going to fly a little to the left. I mean, you're, you're flying <laughs> over, you know, right. like a 40-mile-wide lake. Galdrian's got his compass out, too, so. Uh, from where you guys are at, it is due east. And it is very, the, so before the dots were very clear, and actually the red dot is a little to the northeast of you. Her dot is very clear. Wolf Swift, Wolf Swift's dot is like fading in and out. It will randomly disappear from the compass, or it will like appear in a random direction. So like it's mostly to the east of you, and then suddenly it's to the northwest of you. And then it'll snap back, and then it'll fade in and out. You're not, you're not getting anything reliable off of this. Uh, probably because some of her power got sucked away by the statue, if I had to guess. Or she's dying. We, we need to find her, but we also need to get back to Overlook. Uh, this is definitely not a good sign. Of course, I do have one idea of how we could track her down. But I don't think she would like that very much. Uh, we're going to say at some point, Suna gets close to the land beyond the bone wall uh, in her, her ranging. So if you want to look at that map there where the lake is, the, the actual south southern border of it, of the lake where all those little forests are down there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll say at some point you probably fly a little too close to that, and you start seeing all the trees have been covered in spider webs, and actually several strands of spider webs shoot out of the forest at you. They're not anywhere near you, but you can you can see the trees are covered in spiders, probably as big as Iacus at their biggest, and then probably your size on average. And then there are tons of tiny, normal-sized spiders. So let's not go there. Well, it sure is a shame that we'll have to burn down that entire area. Yeah. Just firebomb the entire thing. So do I happen to see... Does it look like somebody tried to walk through the spider webs or anything? No, it's just if you're getting close to it, they're going to try to pull you in. Oh, I'm going to turn around. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yep, so how long do you guys search? It probably takes Suna the better part of an hour to do that loop. Yeah. Um, once I get back, uh, I'm going to tell Galdrian that I didn't say anything, but do you suppose she's possibly in the water? She might have fell so hard and been knocked out, and she is laying <coughs> under the water. That she did splash down. That's a possibility. 
but I can tell you where we will not be going anytime soon. There, there's a spider island. Spider webs everywhere. They were throwing spider webs at me to try to get me. Huge spiders as big as Iacus. Not going there. Ooh. Oh, no, that doesn't sound lovely at all. Um, that nearly guarantees we're going there. You know this, right? No. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the the red-scaled lizard that had previously spoken to you looks up when you say that and says, there's nothing left there See. to go back to. Oh, good. No. But that's only good as long as the bone wall holds. If that falls or they find a way over it or around it, they'll surely spread out to the rest of the caldera. That's not good. Could they better not be showing up in my forest. What's left of it? Left of it. I don't know. It's not. How sturdy is this bone wall? It's capable of fighting back for a time. Yeah. Okay. But with numbers like that, I suppose if you had enough men, you could climb over it with casualties or if you had something small enough a single man you could sneak through it okay so are you wanting to go underwater and look for what no more spider talk quick before we do that uh you all came from the water uh yes there are some survivors yes a few we are under orders to take them to the nearest place that is not Believe. That is not Believe? Yes. Why not Believe? Wolf Swift stated that we should spread our numbers out instead of concentrating. Right. Believe is a big enough target as is. Well, uh, did there happen to be a boy, a, uh, a Earth Genasi boy? He points, and there's maybe ten people, and none of them are silent. Right. Uh, well, Wolf Swift appears to have flown off, and we cannot find her. She does that. She scouts. Right. Uh, well, if she comes back, could you tell her we are very sorry that... The statue glowed at her and did a weird thing, but that we are trying to save the caldera from the resurrection of the first red dragon, and... When, when you say that, he spits on the ground? Right, right. And Galdrin will spit on the ground, too. He says, I'm... Not in the understanding of your strange, small, scaleless ways, but I will relay your message. Do you require assistance? And he gives Galdrian that same, like, shoulder pat with his massive hands. Uh, we we need to find somewhere to rest, but you we may, also need to travel. You may rest here. We will be here for some time. We are capable of quick travel. So... We will be leaving here around lunch. That is the term, correct? Lunch for midday? Yes, yes, very, very good. You you know our small scaleless ways. 
How bizarre that you do not eat when you are hungry. You have standard times to do so. It has been educational working with Wolf Swift. Yes, she is uh, very educational. We eat whenever we're hungry. It's called grazing. Your people make sense. <laughs> but, but they do it too. It's snacks. We're grazing on snacks. Oh, I see. Not to make it more confusing. Lunch is a suggestion more than anything. Regardless, we will be leaving, and he points just at the sun, and just, and then puts his hand straight up. Right, that should be enough time for us to get some rest. That'll probably give you about three hours, Hmm. which is to say enough to get a nap, but not enough to recharge any of your powers. Not to do recovery, since about it. Correct. Well, I'm going to do a recovery. Fuck yes. Yeah. Because I'm taking hit points. That put me staggered. <laughs> I got bet. No, I'm... Holy crap. Did you roll well? I rolled three tens on my recovery. Nice. I want, I want to get a picture of this because uh, I'm never going to roll this again. I was just waiting for you to roll six, six, and six, and your character sheet bursts into flames. <laughs> While you guys, you know, kind of set off to one side, the uh, the three, the red, green, and blue, that have come up and talked to you, start talking amongst themselves and pointing at you guys, and then they call over some more of their people. Yeah, to recharge. And those... Those lizard men start dragging the survivors over to you, and they just start piling up debris so that you actually have some shade. And then after a couple of hours, one of them walks over and just drops a bag of waterlogged jerky in front of you and says, you should eat. We are leaving soon. Now, do we want to travel with them? Okay, if we if we take a longer rest, is there anywhere we can reach within the time remaining? So if that was three hours, that would put us about four o'clock in the afternoon um, if we wanted to rest for the full amount of time. Um, well, we probably need to get back to Overlook. I mean, as much as I would love to try to track down Wolf Swift, I don't think we're going to find her. Yeah, and knowing Shinara, either she's in trouble or she's causing trouble. Yeah. Noon at 60 miles an hour, or 60 miles, that means that we'd have to push 10 miles an hour, 8 to 10 miles solid Iacus, travel. Iacus could probably yes, make it. Yes, like, I, that, that's where I was going with that. Like, I can push and I can make it to Overlook. Yeah, Iacus and Suna could probably make it, no problem. And Arth probably trying to do teleport math and not coming up with anything good. No. Could we make it to Deathroom in that time? No. No. No, it's actually farther to Deathroom than it is to okay. Overlook. Well, so we're in Gamas. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's in a straightforward way. There's no cities. I mean, or outposts. Suna, I mean, if we want to split up, uh, Suna and I could push, and y'all could follow. Uh, oh, there's not really a whole lot of places on the way. That's for us. that's just it. That's 
That's what I'm saying. Like, is there... We won't be able to make it in a single day. You guys might be able to. We might be able to, but we as a group won't make it the single day. So is there anywhere we can reach within four hours or before darkness falls um, and take a long rest? Because we may not reach Wolf Swift. We definitely won't reach Overlook. So we could uh, push on. We can reach some type of safety or we can we have to be thinking about where are we going to end in 10 hours uh, whether it's following these guys whether it's staying here and resting up and pushing on afterward or whatever that looks like we need to have a clear solid plan for what we're looking for so can we make it to one of the cities or the floating, you know, around there, to so where we could stop in if, there and then make it to Overlook the if next you, day? If you left right right now, mm-hmm. you could maybe make it to that city uh, that you previously spent the night in. But you were told by Kiyoshi and Chiasa they were destroyed. that, they that were some destroyed. of them, uh, like some of the refugees came from the east but most of them came from the north and the west. Now, judging from our time in a cave, the Dreaming Dark doesn't go underground, right? From your experience, that is true. Could we make it up to Three Tails? To Three Tails? Yeah. That is a good question. Because you are not entirely sure what Three Tails is. Yeah. Like, it is marked on your map that you got from Overlook, but no idea what it actually is. Mm. Now, you did previously go through that area. You know there is supposedly a monastery up there at some point, but you don't know where it is. So we could take our chances and just start heading that way and hope we find the city? Or we could head to Believe, which we could probably make two in four hours. Or we could make two before sundown. Yeah, but then from Believe to Overlook, how... Probably slightly less time than it would take from here to Overlook. So we might be able to do it in a day. So. Okay. uh, Would we rather take a full rest and reach Believe before nightfall? So that we're better prepared? It's probably... 20, 25 miles to Believe. It's quite a ways. So, I mean, either way, you're well, if we, taking a full rest is probably going to preclude you from anything. I mean, like, taking a full rest in Believe. Yeah, once we get there, we can mm-hmm. leave now. Mm-hmm. Go to Believe to take the full rest. Well, we've already done half of a full rest, so it's only four hours, right? No. If you were to get up and go somewhere else, you would have to take eight hours. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're currently still in this area. We've rested three hours. Correct. So us taking a full rest would be four more hours, yes. right? So that would put us, you said, we reach about noon. That right. would put us four o'clock. That's about eight so, o'clock. Four hours from here to Believe. If, no. So if, it, if you finished your rest at four in the afternoon, uh-huh. you would have about two hours of daylight. Yeah, because huh. it gets dark. Usually it starts getting dark around five, give or take. Oh. So if we're going to head to Believe, we should do so okay, now. And Believe probably is the best bet. For one thing, it's to the east, and that's also the direction Wolf Swift's in. Maybe we'll get lucky and find her. 
All I wanted was a clear plan because right. we. Well, and also the elders are in, believe, the original elemental. Yeah, the original elementals are in, believe, and we should probably touch base with them and get their guidance because uh, they probably need to know about this whole get all the inheritors into the statue plan um, since it is wildly different from the plan we did before uh, first time around. And also, I believe, is is the most uh, is the largest city in the caldera, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's probably the best place for us to go in terms of uh, resources, and it's also probably the most likely place we'll be able to find transportation to overlook if we decide to go that route. So yeah. I'm good with that. I just I wanted to make sure that we were looking at. And then long term plan go from or medium term plan go from believe to overlook uh, the next or as soon as we finish in believe. Might have to buy disguises and believe. Yeah, that'll work so well for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're going to paint Suna a completely different color. I'll walk on all four yeah. legs. <laughs> I, I am just the simple Kirk Fuller. I guess cows don't talk. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you say moo? <laughs> uh, so you guys are going to try to rest? And no, to no, we're going no, to go we're, believe. We're heading to believe. Okay. When, when you do so, you pack all your stuff up, start getting ready. One of the lizards stops, eh, we'll say probably Galdrian, and says, where are you going so we can tell Wolf Swift? Uh, well, we are going to head to Belieb, and then from there, we'll, after the, we get some rest, we're going to head north to Overlook. But she said, do not go to Belieb. Well... Uh, she told you not to go to Believe. He stops and thinks about it. I suppose that is true. See, we are spreading out. Ah, uh, I see, yes. If all of us don't go to Believe, well then, none of us are in Believe. But if some of us go to Believe, then we're spread out. I will take your word for it. Yes. Yes. You guys had, uh, head out, and they, they start packing everything up and heading north around the same time. As you as you get out of Gamas, you just see destruction. Like beyond, beyond where you could see the last time you were here, uh, just huge swaths of the plane are burned. Um, and in fact, your trip is very, very easy because there's no grass or anything inhibiting you. Little yeah, it's you are you are walking on ash most of the way. This is why we can't let them succeed. Imagine this, but spread it all over into the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, the Five Star Authority. Hmm. Nothing would be spared. I mean, my forest is already gone. What's been... What does it matter? This would be done to every forest. Your forest can regrow, but if this is done, there's no hope of regrowth. So, your 
trip to Vulib is mostly uneventful in as much as there you can basically see for miles around you. Mm-hmm. And while you might see some people moving here and there, for the most part it is just barren. At some point you come across what were clearly small villages, maybe, you know, two to Hamlets, three. Yeah. yeah, like two to three families, things like that. Uh, and they have just likewise been burnt to the ground. As the as the sun begins to set, you see the forest surrounding Bulib, and it is massive, easily 30 stories tall. Um, and the trees are so thickly grown together that it might as well be a wall surrounding it. Uh, this is a forest I can get behind. <laughs> Well, don't get too attached to it. Uh, last time we were here, the kobolds attacked the city and started burning it to the ground. There's also a dragon. So while we're, while we're on that subject, there are the closer you get to the city, the more you actually start seeing on the trees and in the foliage, there are just huge scorch marks all over it. And when you get to the actual entrance of it, or rather where you know the entrance to be, it is just a solid mass of trees. There is no entrance. It is likewise, you know, cut up, torn up, burned, and there are just piles and piles and piles of dead kobolds everywhere. Easily hundreds of them. Right. Uh, well. So maybe this time they didn't succeed. Well, I don't imagine they were coming for the city this time. They were probably coming for us. But we weren't here. Can we yell out, hell the trees? Mm-hmm. Do you yell out? There's no response. Uh, has our uh, tree-oriented individual, Suna, would you be able to... <laughs> a very politically uh, correct <laughs> a, a, a person of uh, tree, tree descent. descent. <laughs> has our tree fucker... <laughs> Could yeah. you <laughs> could you please could you uh, perhaps take a look and see if maybe there's a way into the city? So, can I sit and contemplate and do my um, know the terrain thing? So you can certainly contemplate, um, which will give you a bonus. Oh no, that's not what for I mean. an appropriate thing. Nope. Are you Hold referring on. to the ability on your cloak? You you have unfortunately been without so much sleep. Uh, without any sleep, so Um oh yes. I can also use, oh no, that's a daily too. Nope. That is a daily that is associated with that item. daily power, not a daily spell. Correct. Ah, so I could still use it. Yes. Okay. So I can meditate for a few moments. And my mind roams around the surrounding area, and I can ask the GM one yes or no question regarding the location, objects within it, or its inhabitants. Okay, so what happens is Suna sits in front of the, the gate, cross-legged, puts the uh, the hood of the cloak up over her head to shield her, sun, her eyes from the sun, and she strikes a, a fancy pose. And begins contemplating the city of Bulib. I want you to think very carefully about the question you are going to ask me. You don't have to ask it right now. So if you want a few minutes to think about it, we can talk about these other guys. 
Talk about the other guys. Okay. So you see Suna just walk up to the city gates and sit down and start. You've seen her meditate before. Do we see any movement up in the city? Um, you cannot actually see into the city. There is movement up at the very top because it's kind of a, a rainforest type okay. foliage. So there's like large flat leaves. So that's moving in the breeze up at the very top, but actually within the city you can't see anything. Can I just try and like jump, like do crazy acrobatics and jump towards the top of the trees? Do you have an ability what says you can? Uh, well, he can fly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, yeah, <laughs> I can fly. Uh, I wasn't wanting to fly though. Um, I mean, technically, I could fly, uh, <laughs> but I'd rather do it as a as a fun so, skill check. Like, so uh, I will give you this without having to make a check. If you start climbing, uh-huh. the the trees seem to start bending outwards the further up you go, so that you can never go straight up. Okay. And and pretty soon, like you get to a point where you are standing, like you are holding onto a limb, and it is completely bowed out, and you are just hanging out over space. Some maybe like three or four stories up. Yeah. Like the, the walls themselves seem to be repelling you. That's still within slow fall range, so I'll just drop down and say, please, nope, not, not climbing it. Hmm. If only there were some sort of entrance with people watching it. Can we search for entrances, like while she's meditating? I mean, you can walk around it. The The gate is probably about half a mile wide, and on either side of it is the lake. So if you walk to one side of this, the city, you can see the city circles around, uh, you know, the forest like circles around the entire island that it's on, and it's just surrounded by water, and likewise the other way. Galdrian's going to take out his loot and start playing it a bit, try to get some attention like yes hello anyone as he's uh playing yes hello uh we have survivors hello are you even out there now just like trying <laughs> just like strumming his loot like we have a flying fucking cow <laughs> <laughs> So, have you come up with a yes or no question you would like to ask me? Yes. I just am hoping that it really helps us, guys. What, I is, mean. what is your question? It's free information at this point. Yeah. Are the trees protecting alive people? Yes. So we know that the city is protected. Know that the city is not wiped out. Yeah. So Suna, you get the impression of people on the inside. And the trees are protected. And other things on the inside. And I get the feeling that the trees are doing the bidding by protecting the city. Not that you can answer that problem. Okay. So. Okay. As Galdrian starts singing, you start hearing those notes resonating, and they are being sung back to you. 
uh, from multiple points from inside and the gates start opening which is to say like the trees just start bending out of the way and <sighs> previously uh, when you were here the city had this sort of bioluminescent fungus that lit it from the inside and then natural light lit the upper stories uh, it is completely and entirely dark on the inside and you start hearing singing that you have heard before uh, Martiana's voice from the inside singing the notes that you have you were singing or you were uh, playing and it sounds like there are you know a hundred of her in there and uh, then the gate is open large enough for you to pass through but not much more <sighs> One hand uh, on the dagger, and the other, uh, as he puts his loot back o over his back, and uh, one hand on the dagger, one hand on his sword hilt. I'll say, well, it was nice knowing all of you. In case, uh, in case we run into her again. Uh, check your compass. Galdrian looks at his compass. Mm -hmm. Where is the red dot? So there is a red dot to the north, the northwest, and then there are about a hundred red dots to the south of you. Now that's just not fair. Can we lead with the statue? Maybe the statue will pick him up. <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> 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 tap, tap, tap. <laughs> I mean, it worked with uh, Wolfliff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind slitting this bitch's throat some more, even if they're just copies. Keeps me from worrying about my sister. Okay. You know. I'll be your bait if you want me to. All right, but. Uh, I'm guessing, is that the plan? You we... guys have plans? No, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, today is a brilliant day to die. <laughs> are, are we just walking into this, or are we going to try to bring her out? I have the feeling that she's not going to come out to us. Why would she? She has a perfect ambush planned. So. Okay. I mean, Wolf Swift did say don't go to Believe. And, uh, it is a huge target. And, uh. Since when have we listened to anybody? Well, I mean, that's, that's true. We don't have to walk in these doors. <laughs> that's just, true. Just saying, like. Would you is, like. Or Galvin will will go ahead and call out to her. Would you like to talk yet, Mardiana? All the singing, singing goes quiet. We have a common enemy, you know. I want to see him suffer as much as you do. It is quiet. Well, daylight's burning, so we can either get busy dying, or we can get busy trying to find a way to survive the dreaming dark another night. I can cast cantrips all night if necessary. During the fight, didn't the Dreaming Dark start eating your dark, your light? Right, we would need to set lots of lights out. Yeah, and if all these kobolds, uh, Marianas, uh, are sitting there, if we camp close to the city, then we have uh, part two of 
kobold ate my party. Right. Uh, well, we can't exactly uh, make it anywhere else, I imagine, before dark. So, yeah, at this point, you have maybe an hour or so of light left. So, into the doorway we go. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm good either way. I just want us to know. Well, let's light our torches. Are you ready to talk? From somewhere in there, you just hear like this horrendous rending scream, and it's silenced. You're pretty sure that wasn't her. Right. Hey, Suna, can you fly up above the tree level and let us know what you see? I mean, I can try. See if you can see the city. Okay. So I'm going to turn into a raven and fly up. Yeah, you fly up. There is a rainforest canopy. So, I'm going to come back down and tell you that it's a got an umbrella. Hmm. Yes, I could have told you that. She won't be able to see anything. All right. Into... You could fly up to it and, you know, jump. Into a... Uh, rip a hole in it, fall down. <laughs> oh, we could surprise her. <laughs> to our certain dooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, uh, Galdrian and Ardith remember that basically, if you've seen those apartment buildings that have the the uh, the hole in the center, so where you, like, you can look down and see all 30 stories down, that's how the center of the city is. So if you if you pick the wrong place to jump through, you're in for a 30-story drop. How do you feel like going, like going splat? I mean, I can... Change into <laughs> Well, y'all two walk in, so she thinks we're all walking in, and then us two will drop down. So what she's saying is, we're running away very quickly. <laughs> it's it's also a city that's miles wide. Yeah. Like um, probably ten miles wide at its. Can't find a place to meet. At its widest, so you know. Oh, okay. So I think that's where we'll we'll stop the episode tonight. Is everyone lighting up torches? Heading into this not at all foreboding entryway into the city, the forest city of Believe, as Ardith gives like one final glance towards Overlook. There's that golden pillar of light, and as she's watching, it just blinks out and is no longer there. Fuck. When you back into the city, the trees just slide back into place. If I ever see the traveler again, I'm going to strangle him. You guys are standing in a small, a small foyer, what with uh, trees on every side, darkness everywhere, and that'll be the end of the episode. Surprise, Death isn't here with a chair, sitting there watching. <laughs> Drinking Funny <tea>. story. <laughs> uh, no, you know, Death is actually embarrassed. You, you guys made him lose his cool during the last fight, so. Plus, he, uh, he has to deliver that message. <laughs> no, he told you he wasn't going back until he had something to take back. He's at this point he's hoping to catch one of you, uh, just so the the others will, uh, you know, they'll realize that 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 person has been taken up to Rarari and they'll have to come to him. So, I mean, artist light or uh, Shinara's light did just blink out. So, ain't that a bitch? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting a death stare. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you fucking are. Why is death staring at you? <laughs> <laughs> no, just out of the corner of my eyes. 
I can I can see uh, I can see Stephanie just taking a knife grip on her pencil. <laughs> it was one point would have broken by now. If you kill her sister. Fine, what are you gonna do? I will stab you. I, I will I will not protect you. <laughs> <laughs> what you think this isn't a weapon? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got for this time, guys. Uh, find us at the usual places, Patreon. Uh, our website, Podbean, you know, all that fun, fun stuff. I'll throw all those links in the show notes. Anybody, anybody got anything nope. other, other than death glares and threats? Nope. I think that'll be the title for this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. I vote hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Cause we're walking into the darkness. We're going to fucking kill Marty on again. Someone, someone's going to have to attack it just on principle. <laughs> Sorry. I kiss handstand. Sorry, I don't have magic missile equipped. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm tapped. Holy yeah. spells. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. You guys should probably have taken a rest at some point. Yeah. We tried. Yeah. Yeah. Several times. GM was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave you enough episodes of getting getting a rest at the end of the episode and then warned you to, to ration your abilities. Oh, I have. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll call it there. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you all next time.